don't let people tell you what you can't do. Show them what you can do. Welcome to the Beyond the Waves podcast. I'm your host, Julia Taranzak, and my twin brother Michael has Down syndrome and is my inspiration behind everything that I do. My mission is to share the lessons I've learned in unconditional love through growing up with Michael, to provide a means of healing while empowering you to achieve what makes your heart sing, all while revealing the beauty behind each individual who has Down syndrome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beyond the Waves podcast. I am so excited to bring two incredible guests onto our show, Karen and Caleb Pruitt. Caleb is an energetic 13-year-old living in Florida, USA. Always on the move, he is a student, an athlete, a cook, model, dancer, and most importantly, a loved family member. Caleb is in eighth grade at his school, and he participates in clubs and after-school events, including Special Olympics. Caleb loves to cook and can be found most evenings helping dad out in the kitchen at home or helping mom learn how to cook. He does a Facebook Live each Friday on his page where we make fun and easy recipes. He has been on the cooking stage at the Southern Woman's Show with Dad, Cooking with Caleb, and was on the Today Show in January of 2020 featuring the cooking kit program Radish Kids. He also has his own YouTube. Since COVID, he's led a number of groups and cooking events via Zoom. Caleb enjoys modeling and traveling. He loves his family and is passionate about giving back to his church and community. Let's do it is his motto, and not much stands in his way. His mother, Karen, is a longtime resident of Jacksonville, Florida. Spouse, parent of two children, and advocate for those with unique needs. After the revival of her son, Caleb, in 2007, who was diagnosed with Down syndrome at birth, She has embraced the special needs community. She has spent the past 12 years working with a number of disability-related organizations locally, statewide, and nationally. Her passion is making sure parents have information and resources. Karen attended school in DeKalb, Illinois, and graduated the BS Ed in Physical Education, minor in Business Administration, from Northern Illinois University. Currently a community volunteer, she has been awarded Community Builder of the Year from United Way of NEFL and the Mr. George Community Service Award from Public Supermarkets Incorporated. You can see a list of her current roles in the show notes below. Welcome Karen and Caleb Pruitt onto the Beyond the Waves podcast. Caleb and Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. I've been following you for the last few years on Instagram and love how involved you two are in our community and what you're sharing. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for asking us. Of course. So Karen, I see you advocating so much for Caleb and for our community. How did your life change with Caleb's birth? I mean, I know the birth of a child is a big deal always, but how did this one impact you? Well, um, a couple different things. First of all, um, Caleb's sister was 17 when we found out we were pregnant. So it was a huge adjustment to being an older woman. So, you know, um, advanced maternal age. Um, 
and um, you know, all my friends, they were, their kids were going off to college and here I was pregnant. So that in itself was a huge adjustment. And then we didn't find out that he had Down syndrome until he was born, mm -hmm. uh, which was a, a, a big surprise. Um, and uh, his, he had two heart issues as well. So all of that was kind of like a triple whammy. Um, we really didn't know many people with Down syndrome before Caleb was born. So it, it was a whole new life. It felt like trying to adjust to having a baby at home, um, getting ready for my daughter to go off to college, dealing with therapies, and just adjusting to um, some health concerns that he had too. Yeah. So it, it was a it was about a one eighty for me uh, personally. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. And it sounds like you didn't have a lot of exposure to the community beforehand. So what did your support look like? So luckily, we have a really wonderful organization here in town, the Down Syndrome Association of Jacksonville, and they um, they reached out. Um, I'm not even sure how they, all of that was such a blur in the beginning. Um, so I'm not sure how they got our name. I can't remember if maybe I reached out first, but regardless, they had a lot of great information. They had a lot of resources and um, folks to older parents of older children to talk with. Mm -hmm. So that was really beneficial for us. And we got involved pretty early. I think Caleb was about four months old when we got yeah. involved. So um, it was just a blessing to have them. And then of course, all the na national groups that are out there, National Down Syndrome uh, uh, Congress, National Down Syndrome Society, and of course, Global, which uh, came along a little bit later and then now DSDN, which came along a little bit after Global. So yeah. um, there's a lot of great support now, I feel, for, for new parents, um, thankfully. Exactly. What about, what would your advice be to our listeners if they know someone who's about to have a baby with Down syndrome or they just found out that diagnosis? What support do you think would be the best for them? What are the best words to hear? What can someone do? What are the best things to say to be supportive? Oh gosh, it's so hard because everyone deals with it in their own way. So some people are very receptive to um, having support, having resources right away, and some people aren't. Um, so you just make that con. I mean, when we were when I was at the Down Syndrome Association, we learned to just make the contact, let them know we were there as a support. Um, we had resources, we had other families they could talk with, we had play groups if they wanted to come, but really it was up to them to take that first step. Um, and we would touch base with them every now and then, and I think it's good for new parents to just do a little bit of research, not too much, because of course that can be overwhelming, but yeah. you know, that's one of the great things about Instagram, I think, or um, Facebook is there, there's so many on Facebook, there's a lot of great groups that you can kind of lurk in there. Yeah. And if you don't want to jump in right away, you can see what people are posting about, you know, if your baby's having issues with breastfeeding or reflux or whatever the case may be, and you can just kind of piggyback on that if you want. Um, and then on Instagram, you can see, you know, I love on Instagram how people are so open and sharing their stories, mm -hmm. um, both successes and the, and the, concerns and so just to kind of 
maybe read along and, and say, oh yeah, that's me too. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's helpful. So I love that you bring that up because I remember, I think I joined the Instagram community for our blog maybe four years ago and was so blown away by how many other members of our community are out there. And that's when I really started to realize we have a really powerful community. Everyone is so, just like you said, very raw, very open and very empowering. Yeah, it's really, um, I think I'm a huge fan of social media. I always have been. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's people who aren't out there, um, but I think it's, it's great to make those connections. I think the friendships that I've made on social media are perhaps as, as close as the ones I've made in real life because people are, I don't know, I don't know. It seems like they're more open because maybe they don't know you personally, but yeah. they're more open to sharing all the little nitty gritty, um, maybe the not so nice issues that they're dealing with. And it's like, how do I get help? Or, um, you know, how can I help you? You know, that's what I love about our community. It's amazing. I just, I love how genuine it's very raw and so supportive. And I know, as we mentioned, you're so involved in our community. How did you know, like you said, there's so many programs out there. Hi, Caleb. <laughs> how did you know which ones were the best for Caleb? Um, that was really a combination of a couple things. Um, luckily when I say hi, um, when I worked at the Down Syndrome Association, I got to talk with parents of older kids. And mm -hmm. so really to hear what was helpful for them and what was that, what was their challenges. Um, but then a lot of it was just trial and error. It was just, you know, we'd, um, you know, try a program. If it didn't work out, that was fine. You know, we would try it again but if it did you know we kept going with it wow. yeah come here and sit um not right now. yeah and so you know that's really how we got started with so many of the programs that we're in right now can you sit down please um he's gonna go get a drink he'll be right back come right back Beautiful. Okay. um so yeah, I think trial and error is, but, you know, talking with other parents, even if their kids are just a little bit older than yours, um, some of the ones I talked with had adult children, and for parents of younger kids, I think that could be overwhelming, but for me, I think at my age and, and having older kids, um, that was helpful for me, so. Yeah. How much did that, I mean, I can't even imagine being 17 and finding out you're having a baby yeah. brother. How did that impact your daughter? She was a little freaked out at first. Um, you know, her senior year of high school, and she's getting ready to go away to college. And but it was um, it was hard for her. We never really. Come on, know, She and I tried to make time for ourselves. You know, just a long time. But it was really hard because there was you know, there was always therapies to go to or, you know, um, just something to do with Caleb with his, you know, heart conditions or, yeah, going to doctor visits and that. So, um, yeah, Definitely. She, I think she dealt with oh, it really yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, but then she moved out when he was one and, 
you know, she flew the nest and uh, had her goodness. She was, um, she was better than I was at her age. She was a lot more mature. <laughs> Hello, Caleb. I got a question for you as well. So I, I always love, I adore seeing everything that you're doing. I see you're always cooking and doing things with Special Olympics. And what's your favorite sport? What do you really love to do? You're so active. Okay, my point is golf. Golf? Favorite sport? Golf, yes. When did you start playing golf? Do you remember? I think he was probably, I think golf was his very first sport. Yeah, uh, he was, so he was eight. Cause you have to be eight to do the sports uh, side of Special What's Olympics. This? So, oh, but he, we got involved when he was, oh gosh, three. They have a young athletes program that um, <laughs> prepares you for sports. You yeah. learn how to run properly. You learn how to do a balance beam. You learn it's and it's unified, which means that there's typical kids in there too. Uh huh. Um, which I love that. Yeah. Piece. So, but then golf and swimming were his first sport. That's right. And he's still doing them today, right? That's right. Well, of course, not with COVID. Oh, what other sports? Yeah. You told me this morning you did a question. Yeah. What sports have you done? What? Okay, and bowling. Bowling. With, um, with, with bowling. And we've been set by a football. The great boys all your day. What other sports do you do? I think you would. Running, <laughs> right? Um, how about basketball? Oh, basketball. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Um, softball. He started softball last year. Yeah. Yeah, um, we have a lot. They, our um, local group offers a lot of different sports, so we're really lucky that way. Yeah. So we're busy all year long. Oh yeah. How do you think having Special Olympics has impacted your family and how, what opportunities have you seen from it? We are huge. If you couldn't tell, we are huge okay. fans of Special Olympics. Um, I Mom, serve on the board here Mom, in town. What? Mom, I'm talk. Oh, you're going to talk? Yeah. I pick York City right now. Oh, not, no, that's not yet. And York City. That's, that's later. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, besides. I love Disney. I love Disney. Yes, I know you love Disney. We do. <laughs> um, besides the sports side of things, they also have, and I'm not sure if they have this where you guys are, but they have a healthy athletes program. So athletes can get screened for their hearing, their sight, their feet, um, to see if they have any podiatry issues. Um, oh, and there's a couple other, I can't remember, teeth. And um, they just brought out a new one kind of as, as a result of COVID called Strong Minds, which means, you know, they're really, are you taking care of yourself mentally? You know, are you for the students or for the parents as well? It's for everyone who's involved. So with, if you're a volunteer or a unified partner, if you're an athlete, if you're a, why don't you move over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, parents, certainly, board members, Mommy. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's okay. wonderful. But then they also have the unified program, which I love. Um, and I told uh, our county <laughs> director when I started, I said that piece is going to grow like wildfire because that's what the parents of the younger kids want. They want their kids to be included. Thank you for sharing. Oh. So I had no idea Special Olympics had that many resources. Oh, wow. so that's amazing. Yeah, they, they are amazing. Yeah. Um, and they also have leadership. So they work with athletes to, they work with athletes to develop their, you know, if they want to be a public speaker, if they want to um, be on TV, you know, and just represent Special Olympics, they will work on that with them as well. So. That's amazing. I love that. And Caleb, I think you're still over there, correct? Come on over. Oh, no, Duncan. <laughs> I know you <laughs> love to cook. What is your favorite thing about cooking? My cook, my cook is spaghetti. Spaghetti. You like to cook spaghetti. Yeah, what do you like to help? What do you like to do in the kitchen? Who do you like to help? Kitchen. No, but oh yeah, you like to help with the dishes. Daddy and mommy. You like to cook with dad and mom. Oh. <laughs> and you like to make good food, right? Yeah. So our cooking show, um, he's been cooking with dad forever and ever. He had a play kitchen when he was little, and he's always. It's nothing that we like forced on him. Um, he's just naturally drawn to the kitchen. I don't have no idea why because that's not from my gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard he teaches you how to cook. Is that correct? Yes. What? Let me cook. So, um, so he and Daddy started cooking a while ago, and then they they were invited to um, do a presentation at the Southern Women's Show, which I don't know if you guys have over there or not, but it's big over here in the South. Um, it's a circuit of clothing and jewelry and it travels from city to city and there's different opportunities for people to get on stage and share their goods or you know whatever their program is and so we were invited to um to teach people how to cook right that's right so he and dad made um i think it was key lime tarts this is about three years ago they were awesome guys they were good Good. So then we oh, joined our Radish Kids program, <laughs> which we love Radish Kids as well. So that is a monthly kit, comes, you know, um, at the beginning of each month. And he learned a lot from that. But we decided with COVID, you know, why not take this opportunity to work on some speech and language, to work on some presentation skills. Um, and so we just said, let's, let's just do a Facebook live. Let's just try it and see. And so we did our 28th episode yesterday. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. We've learned a lot. Um, and I think it's helped to show not just parents of the little kids, but also just the general public that, you know, our kids can do things. You know that are unexpected i love i love that you just brought in so many skills together and i just from what you're doing you're just showing so you're showcasing all the abilities that are possible we try you know we're, we're trying to expose him to as many different things and this was done intentionally um because you know 
it was kind of like a scattershot mindset. Expose him to everything. Let's flesh out what he really likes to do. And then we can perhaps figure out a career from there. Caleb, I also saw that Uh, you love to travel. Caleb, where do you love to travel to? To um, New York City. New York City. Do you love the skyscrapers there? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure they have really good spaghetti, too. I know you're telling me you love spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) We love pizza, too. There's so many good. There's so many. There's so much to do in New York City. Yeah. I think he just loves the the energy of New York City. Um, The people. Loves the people. So we've been up there a couple times and, um, you know, we couldn't go up there this year for the, the Times Square video, but um, that's where, that's why we've been up there in the past. So That's amazing. I always love when you share those on Instagram. It's so cool to see just everyone gathered there and just so supportive. Our community. Amazing. It's a huge party. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, no, no. And Karen, you've been so active in our community. You've been serving as an ambassador to the National Down Syndrome Society, Jacksonville Mayor's Disability Council, ABLE United Ambassador, among others. How did you choose which organizations to join? Oh gosh, it's been um, an interesting journey. I think it's been really one of discovering which organizations had a similar mission and vision statement as what aligns with our families um, and also those goals that we have for Caleb's future. Like um, I serve on the Mayor's Disability Council and really the goal there is to improve the lives for people with differences here in Jacksonville, whether it's a physical condition or a, you know, an IDD, um, intellectual developmental difference, um, making life better, more accessible here and so that, of course, you know, Caleb will most likely live here for most of his life, if not all of it. And so to, if I'm helping to make things better now and helping other people too, um, that's just a win-win. So um, I love that council because it's so diverse and you get to see people from all walks of life and all abilities. So it's it's been really fun to serve on there. What? And then I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, what differences have you noticed in the last decade? In, in regards to? In the council or just like, have you noticed any impacts or any changes over the last, I'd say, 10 years? Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I think expectations certainly of what people can do and um, to have them included, people with differences in everyday life you know accessibility is huge of course and the ada we just celebrated 30 years of ada um still a long way to go with that because there's still so much you know that we could do to improve accessibility um but you know i i think just the mindset of you know here's chris chris nickage doing an iron man a couple weeks ago here's madeline stewart walking the runway in new york city Here's Ashley Doremus having her own clothing shop 
in Alabama. So, you know, and I could go on and on. There's so many young adults, older adults, teens, um, even children who are doing some amazing stuff these days. And it's, it's wonderful to see um, that, you know, we're not just confined to that. Oh, you know, they have Down syndrome, just, you know, they need to be over in that area because they're not, they're just not going to do what a typical person does. And so they're helping to blow that out of the water, which I love. I love, I just, I love seeing how many boundaries have been broken. Showcasing their abilities is incredible. And I feel like it's been booming over the last few years and it's only yes. going to get bigger. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. I think it will. I mean, we're on, I think we're, I think parents of younger kids are not accepting um, the whole mantra of, you know, you can't, you can't, they're saying, no, our kids can, and they will, and they're doing it. And so they're being included and they're learning and they're, they're growing and um, they're doing all kinds of things, which is wonderful. So. Yeah. I love that. Caleb, what, What's the one thing that you want other people to know about you? What's the one thing you want people to know about you? Okay. That you're a good uncle. Like, uh, uncle. I go. And you're uh you love your family. Right? <laughs> I think you know, um so one of the things we like to share is some that um another one of his friends says all the time and she says don't let people tell you what you can't do show them what you can do and so that's been really um a guiding principle in our in what we do with and for caleb is um you know let's help him to be the best person he can be um and all his friends too because you know everyone has potential that's one thing that i really um am sad about oh you know they're not gonna be able to do that and oh you shouldn't even try this and um and it's like no you know let's show them the chris nickich and the and the madeline stewart's of the world and have those be the examples um so yeah and you've been living that up so well it's amazing i just every time i see race's page i just get so inspired <laughs> well thank you i appreciate that we're just you know, there's why I know this is a question you had, but, um, you know, about what Caleb has taught us. Um, and that's really just, you have to live your life. You have to, life is short, you know. Um, and you know this, and you've shared this also um, with, with your, your relationship with Michael, is, you know, let's just do it. Let's just try it and see what happens. Um, and if it works, that's great. And if it doesn't, then we'll try something else, but you have to just, and maybe it's because I'm older, but it's like, I have to do this now. You know. <laughs> so he's going to come along with me on my ride. Um, and then he's going to have his own ride, you know, I mean, he's getting to an age now where he's making his own decisions and, you know, no, I don't like that. I'm not going to wear that shirt. And I'm not going <laughs> to let you my hair and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, teenagehood. He chose a great one today. He's got good taste. Oh, thank you. Yep. Is there anything else that you two want our listeners to know or anything else that you want them to take away? Gosh, so many things. Um, <clears throat> 
but you know, just a couple of, of things that we've learned is, um, you know, don't accept what people are telling you, you know, if they're telling you negative stuff about your child, um, you know, give your child the, 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 the credit to pursue, um, the activity or the education or the employment um, that you feel like they can do because um, again, you know, you have to try it and let them, you know, they, the dignity, I think it's called the dignity of risk. I forget. I think that's a, a, a pseudonym, but um, let them try. And if they don't, if they can't do it, that's fine. But if they can't do it, that's even better. But yeah, you know, it's been an interesting journey, you know, we're 13 years in and um, he's really taught us so much um, about just embracing people, what, whether their skin color is different or their religion is different or their ideas are different. Um, we all can learn from each other. And so let's just, you know, do that. Um, what do you see in the next two to five years for Caleb? Oh gosh. So five years, he'll be 18. So he'll be an adult. So, um, you know, we're working slowly but surely on what employment would look like for him. I don't want to rush that because, you know, he's 13. We have a long way to go, but just to put some ideas together about what possibilities would look like. Um, he doesn't have a girlfriend yet, so um, yet. I'm not <laughs> yet, uh, but he does like girls, so I can affirm that. Um, but just exploring, you know, what his capabilities are and, and um, what, the po- what the possibilities are. So we're on some exciting adventures lately, so it will be a lot of fun to keep exploring those. So, you know, we're going to keep we're going to keep cooking and we're going to keep, um, running and okay. Can you okay. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to keep cooking. We're going to keep running. We're going to keep active and, um, you know, working on all the things that we need to keep working on and, uh, just loving life. I, you know, with I COVID, think- I made us all appreciate family more and, um, you know, the things that really matter. So, Mom. Exactly. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I am so grateful to have you both. I'll include in our show notes all the links that they can find you on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all the resources and on TikTok. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. What do you say? You're welcome. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at beyondthewavesblog. And if you know someone who may benefit from today's episode, please feel free to share with them so we can share the Beyond the Waves mission of spreading unconditional love and showing what it looks like to grow up with a sibling who has Down syndrome. I'm so grateful for all of you, sending you all so much love, and I'll talk to you next week.